when it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, quacks like a duck, whatever, moves like a duck, it's probably a duck. And you'll see exactly what I mean by that shortly. So before I start, I just want to give a quick shout out to someone by the name of Throwaway. That's his YouTube uh, username or handle. So that's all I could get out of this uh, gentleman as it pertains to his name. So just wanted to thank you for watching uh, Throwaway and um, hope that you keep coming back. So thank you very much. So why did I say what I said in the very beginning? It's very simple. Now, according to an FBI leaked document, and this is coming from newsintact.com, but you can look at the different sources all over the internet. But for the sake of this episode, I'm just going to keep it very narrow and focused because there's more to discuss and consider than there is to actually read here. But let's just get right into it. According to a declassified slash leaked document, it says here that there are interdimensional beings that have been visiting this universe for thousands and thousands of years. Now, one of the things I want to point out before I get into the very interesting stuff is that I'm putting the picture up on the screen right now of the actual document. It is difficult to read, so I'm going to break this down verbally very quickly. Now, the highlighted part of the document is the most important part, and it's put out in point form. Number one is that part of the disks carry crews, and others are under remote control, speaking about certain UFOs. Number two is that their mission is peaceful and the visitors contemplate settling on this plane in certain instances. Number three is that these visitors are human-like but much larger in size. Number four is that they are not excarnate earth people but come from their own world, meaning that they didn't they weren't born or produced on earth, but through another dimension that utilizes the vibrational frequencies that just so happens to land in the exact same spot as earth. Now we're going to discuss that a little bit afterwards, because again, that might be a little too coincidental. But anyways, number five is that they do not come from a planet as we use the word, but from an etheric planet, which interp uh, interpenetrates with our own and is not perceptible to us. Now, when it says not perceptible to us, I would imagine it's speaking about the frequencies that we can hear and see because humans only have a limited range of what their senses can detect. And that's another thing that I think a lot of people don't realize is that science has proven we can only hear a certain frequency range. We can only see a certain frequency range, let's say, and we can only sense such as smell um, and detect certain things only within this particular realm, which is why in a lot of cases, when someone uses their intuition in the case of spirituality or astral projection or remote viewing, you are much more inclined to experience these things from another dimension. Now, you might then ask before I go on, okay, Dave, this might just be the paranormal world. This is nothing special. Now, it is very clear, this document makes very clear, this is actually not the astral realm, and this is not the paranormal realm, so to speak. Now, when we say paranormal realm, what exactly do we mean by that? There are multiple different realms. And as of recently, scientists have discovered that at, at the very least, there are 11 different dimensions that our minds can actually access. But for some reason, we can't tap into that ability. But I'll be doing an episode on that down the road. Anyways, the point here is that whatever dimension or alternate reality or parallel universe or what have you, these beings are coming from clearly they understand that they can harness energies in order to transfer over from one spot to another. So in theory, they would not need some type of teleporting machine or something of the sort. Now, yes, maybe technology might be able to be harnessed and utilized 
to coincide with that of the spiritual realm or multiple spiritual realms. But at the same time, we have to consider the fact that this, in fact, may be a very natural process and their consciousnesses are actually the pure result of a manifestation of being able to derive and translate physical objects from their realm into this one and so on and so forth. Now, here's the next part, which the next point, which is interesting. Point number six is that the bodies of the visitors and the craft automatically materialize on entering the vibratory rate of our dense matter. Number seven is that the discs possess a type of radiant energy or array, which will easily disintegrate any attacking ship. Number eight is that they re-enter the etheric realm at will and so simply disappear from our vision without a trace. Number nine is that the region from which they come is not the astral plane, but corresponds to the locus or talas. Students of esoteric matters will understand these terms, and I hope that for some of you out there listening or watching this, you'll understand what I'm speaking of, and you guys might actually have a better understanding than I do, so that might be a great thing for you guys to, to comment on. And number 10, the final point is that they probably cannot be reached by radio, but probably can be by radar. Now again, radio and radar utilizes and harnesses different frequencies, so again, that's not coincidental. It also says if a signal system can be devised for that apparatus, then it would be possible to do so. Now this is what's very interesting. We have to understand that there are different beings of, of extraterrestrials, and in the last couple of weeks I've spoken about that immensely. But what I want to talk about here is more so the spirituality aspect, as well as the ties with the Majestic 12. Now before I get into the spirituality side of it, what I want to mention is that all you have to do guys is a little bit of research, and what you're going to find here is that, and I'm putting it up on the screen right now for those on YouTube you'll see the official FBI vault of their, their website. Now, all these documents pertaining to the Majestic 12 are considered to be bogus. Now, before I continue with this, what is the Majestic 12? For you guys who haven't seen, I've done an episode on it, I think about a month or two ago. But long story short, the Majestic 12 was essentially a team that was assembled after the Roswell crash uh, that consist, the, sorry, that composed of scientists, doctors, uh, military personnel, you name it, in order to lead a top secret team classified under the code MJ-12 to study, discover, and exploit and harness not just the technologies, but the energies, the vibrations, and the spiritual aspects of UFOs and these beings. Now, yes, they've learned a lot since then, but what I find ironic here is that these same documents match up perfectly with a couple of different timelines and dates. Now, that's what I meant at the beginning of the episode when I said, if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it's probably a duck. Because if we look at just Wikipedia very generally, what we'll see here is that the Majestic 12, according to Wikipedia, is a purported organization, and it is claimed to be the code name of an alleged secret committee of scientists, military leaders, and government officials, and this is the part I want to point out, formed in 1947 by an executive order by U.S. President Harry S. Truman to facilitate recovery and investigation of alien spacecraft, end quote. Okay, 1947, right? All of these alleged bogus documents that the FBI says is complete BS all take place in the year 1947. They are dated 1947. On top of all that, the document that I've pointed out that I started speaking to you with that I referenced from newsintact.com, but also available on many other sites, is also 
taken and written and documented and classified July 1947. Now, again, the timing is a little bit coincidental. I understand if certain dates match up coincidentally in one or two cases or one or two different documents or packages or archives, but not three, not four, not five. Now, you might say, Dave, what do you mean three, four, five? Well, if we take a look at the FBI's vault of these Majestic 12 documents, we're looking at multiple, multiple documents. We're looking at about 24 pages here that the FBI has claimed that is bogus. Now, before I get into the spirituality aspect of it, one last thing I want to mention is that I guess the FBI could claim it's bogus by simply taking a black marker and just writing bogus all across the paper. I mean, it's as simple as that. And I'm putting it up on the screen right now for you guys to see. That's all they did. The FBI considered it bogus. I would dare to say they may even believe that it's bogus because they aren't privy to that classified information. Why the FBI would have this and not the CIA, I'm not so sure. Now, again, the FBI was more involved in secretive operations back in the day compared to now. So that might be a little bit of a difference there. But with that being said, I think that a lot of FBI employees don't have the kind of access that people in the Pentagon do or the CIA do. And that's for one of many different reasons, of course. The FBI is not an institution or an agency that is meant to be trusted with this kind of stuff, although it may in fact be possible. Now, we also have to consider that the CIA might be using the FBI or the Pentagon might be using the FBI and the FBI's disbelief in this and the FBI's ability to not be able to prove this to justify it being bogus. So again, inst agencies use other agencies to justify certain reasoning or to justify a certain narrative of reasoning. So we have to consider all the angles. At the end of the day, it may in fact be bogus, according to the FBI people, because even they themselves don't know that it was real. With that being said, rumors don't necessarily start out of, no out of nowhere just because for some random reason. I, I don't know why someone in the 40s would come up with the term Majestic 12 and then all of these dates would suddenly align. So what I'm saying is this. If someone made up or fabricated these documents or the Majestic 12 documents in addition to this, they must have gotten really lucky with the dates, really lucky with the timing of it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm trying to get at here. With that being said, let's jump into a little more of the spirituality aspect. Now, Again, I've spoken many times about vibrations and frequencies and different particles in the air and understanding dark matter and all of that. Now, what we have to also realize here is that when we grasp the concept of multi-purpose meditation, which is meditating in, in large groups, I was going to say mass groups, but I wouldn't say that large groups, an energy is formed. Now, here's my proposal. Because of the fact that humanity has been in such a state of amnesia for so long, it is very possible that we have been limited as a human species overall to not be able to tap into certain aspects of our spirituality, not because we don't want to, but because we have been, I guess we could say routinely self-suppressed, self-oppressed, and at the same time, there may have been a bigger force at play trying to suppress our capabilities. Now, I also want to mention too, that when I say bigger force at play, I, I don't mean to generalize that, but there, it could be a handful of things, depending on what type of timeline or ancient story or um, ancient scripture you listen to, there's different interpretations of how humanity in a certain way was kind of, I guess we could say, blinded in a spiritual sense. Now, I know that people are starting to wake up now a little bit more than ever before, but with that being said, I feel like we've barely even scratched the surface. Now, in addition to this, what we understand too is based off of just pure principalistic science. 
When people come together and pray, frequencies with EMF readers increase substantially. Why is that the case? It's, science has yet to explain it, but science can prove it. They just cannot find a justification as to why that would be the case. Again, a little bit ironic how science kind of just stops right there on the public level. How it's about to cross over into explaining the ability of spirituality, and then all of a sudden it just stops. It's just like, whoa, wait a minute, we can't, we can't do that. On a public level, we can't talk about that. Yeah, maybe, you know, when you pray, there's some frequencies, but that's about it. Frequencies are vibrations. Everything in this universe is vibrational. Now, we can go down the rabbit hole in a certain regard in that way, but at the same time, there are multiple dimensions that exist within this realm and also, allegedly, on other planets too within the esoteric realm. Now, some people claim when they astral project that they can see some of these realms or beings if they can focus long enough to astral project believe it or not off of earth and to onto other planets but or even onto other parts of the world rather but at the same time what i think a lot of people don't realize as well is that i th i would dare to propose that when people are astral projecting to a certain extent they don't know which realm they're entering and that is because there is evidence to suggest that multiple realms within the spiritual world let's call it or the esoteric world are very delicate and cross over one another very frequently so some people may astral project and not see any beings and may be able to you know float or fly or what have you all around the planet and not see a single being in sight a, a spiritual being but then see all physical matter all physical aspects all physical materials others may astral project and see either ghosts or uh, whatever you like to call them, conscious manifestations of consciousnesses of beings from their past or beings they've never even met before. So it's almost as if the brain and the human soul and consciousness cannot figure out exactly how to perfectly manifest itself into certain realms. And I think that's because we truly as a people don't know which realm we want to jump into when we try to meditate or astral project. And I think that's one of the big problems. But I think that's one of the big advantages that institutions... Like, for example, I'll just say for the sake of an example, the Vatican want, have been suppressing for thousands of years. It's very possible that humanity was able to reach a certain level of self-enlightenment and awareness that coincided with scientific evolution, but was then suppressed by major institutions in order to stop this progression, in order to make us self-reliant to the agencies, institutions, and I guess we could say committees or groups that remain at the top to this very day so it's all a lot to take in it really is we can extrapolate forever with respects to how these beings may in fact transfer over from their world to this one or vice versa and who's to say there's theirs and ours there may in fact be even more so let me know what you guys think i think this is absolutely a very interesting way of um a very interesting aspect to put together and to propose but at the same time very factual because the dates line up and i would dare to argue that coincidences don't exist in this case i mean when we look at detectives for example just in general solving murder crimes or things like this they always say do not believe in coincidence unless you've exhausted every other resource. Do not take the route of, oh, it's coincidental unless you've exhausted every other resource. And so that is the same approach I'm taking. So why is it considered a conspiratorial approach when you, you and I take that same method? But when people do it to solve murders and, and, and terrible crimes throughout the world, it's considered to be completely reasonable and logical. 
It's as simple as that. So please let me know what you guys think, and we will catch you next week. Thank you very much.